Hello and welcome to another episode of the Go Play That podcast. My name's Rob Cook and I'm joined today by Bob Morate. Hey, good evening, Rob. Hello. It's a bit of a hot one today. Uh, yeah. How's it out there in, in uh, Dusseldorf? It's surprisingly cold, to be honest. It's oh, the middle really? of June. Yeah, it's the middle of June and I'm actually wearing long, long pants <laughs> and I'm covered with a blanket because it's actually cold. Yikes. So, um, yeah. Sorry to say, I just got back from the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, bit of a harsh contrast <laughs> yeah well i mean if it's if it's warm over there then i of course i would have done the same yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um we've got a nice suite of topics to go through today uh we're going to start off by talking about the steam controller which you've had some hands-on time with literally yeah right uh, over the last what is it two weeks or so two weeks i think it's been two weeks already cool um well let's you know if you want to run down your experience and what you've been playing with it and, and how you're feeling all right, so hmm, the Steam controller is a bit difficult of a topic to talk about because uh, when I ordered it and um, I basically bought it under the premise of what it says on the box, basically sure. that, that it allows you to play any Steam game from your couch, which is exactly what I wanted, you know? I mean, for those games that I know that I can play from the couch but do not support controllers, right? like Xbox controller, that said... Those games that do support controller, I do not recommend using the Steam controller for those. Okay. okay. Um, let, let me elaborate a little bit. Um, so clearly the, the, the Steam controller has been designed for that purpose that I mentioned before, you know? So you configure it in a way that it's comfortable and suits the game that you want to play. And uh, you kind of map the trackpads that the Steam controller has as virtual mice or as buttons, depending on what the game that you want to play. It's very, very customizable, which is a really good thing. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen that people are able to create custom controller layouts and share them over Steam with other yes. players. So you've got different presets. So you've got people suggesting their preferred control method for, for, for all types of games. Right. I haven't seen any yet, but I haven't really tried them with a lot of games yet. Okay. So I, I do expect to see a lot of entries on, on more popular games that do not have either native controller support or uh, officially supported as Steam controller games. Mm. You know, because there's a few of those as well. For example, Civilization Five is it's uh, an advocate of of the Steam controller, and it okay. recommend it has its own official layout and official settings for playing Civilization Five. And uh, the same goes with XCOM 2 and uh, Rocket League, for example. But right, Rocket okay. League does support uh, a gamepad as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I did play Rocket League as well with, with the Steam controller. And having tried it with both kind of controllers, I still lean towards the Xbox controller for that. So as a rule of thumb, if a game supports controller natively, I do still recommend to go through... Um, Xbox 360 or Xbox One controller. Okay, is that is that a familiarity thing, or is that kind of just you, you know what you're getting with with a normal controller, and the sticks are in the right place, and the the uh, feedback is correct? It it may be a familiarity thing, but um, because the controller, the Steam controller, does not really have a, a right stick, 
mm. all the camera movements and all the movements through the right stick that would normally be from the right stick are, are mapped to this um, trackpad, which functions in the same way as if you would have, let's say, um, I don't know if this uh, if it's the name, this, <laughs> these trackballs that the old computers used to have. Sure. There was a trackball, yeah, so that works as a mouse, basically. Uh, there's a really nice thing that I like, which is that the trackpad is completely flat, but the moment you touch it and you rub your, your thumb over it, um, it kind of vibrates a little bit, and it gives the feeling that there is some sort of wheel inside. Like, for example, if you take your, your, your mouse and you scroll your um, your wheel very fast, it kind of rolls for a little bit and it creaks. Sure, yeah. So the same kind of vibration goes in the in the Steam controller, and it kind of gives you the feedback as it, okay, you know, this is still running. So it, it's kind of, yeah, still panning or still uh, rolling on that direction, which is, hmm. it's pretty nice for, for mouse controls. It's really good. Yeah. You don't have to be, like, super precise or, like, having thousands of times small inputs or something. You just roll a big, um, roll with your thumb, flick it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rolls for a little bit. So, okay, okay. Yeah. There's some people who say that uh, the Steam controller works very well for playing Dota and these kind of games. And and I just cannot picture that. I mean, the amount of precision and, and timing that you would require to play such a game or shooters, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, uh, I just I just cannot picture that. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's a matter of getting used to it as well. But yeah, what what can I say? Anyhow, um, yeah, I've tried it with a few uh, games, and I can say right now that the game, the controller does exactly what it's advertised. So I've tried it with a few games that do not support controllers natively, like okay. like I mentioned before, XCOM Two. It it does not support controllers, but I wonder if they will patch them up later because it's been announced for consoles now, right? Yeah, that's a September release, I think. Uh, so definitely, yeah, I could see them adding native controller support for for conventional controllers by that time on, on PC and of course I I played through XCOM on my, on the 360 as part yeah. of 4 in February and that that felt fine I yeah. knew there I was missing out on something um but that was more on a graphical level than on, on a control level I felt quite comfortable with how with how that played out um but yeah I could definitely see that being the primary purpose of this Steam controller Right. So yeah, I don't know if they actually patch the or if they even have XCOM 1 controller support for the PC. I cannot remember, to be honest. But even so, um, it works very well. I mean, I played, I played the whole campaign of XCOM 2 because I had to restart it. Uh, I lost the game and, and I had to restart. Oh, you, um, oh, you lost it? I not lost through Iron yeah. Man. I lost the yeah I lost the game I was not playing Iron Man but I got to a point where I where there was no way I could win. Ah, uh, so okay, okay. I I tried my best but couldn't make it in the end and I had to start over and I did. And all so that doom, campaign, Doomsday Countdown or something. Kind of yes. Okay, okay. In this case, it's called the Avatar Project. So right, when, yes. When time when time goes by, the Avatar Project gets filled up, and if it reaches the the completion, then you lose the game. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that happened. And, uh, the second campaign, I played it completely with the Steam controller and, and it worked fine. At the, fir- the very first days, it was a bit difficult to get used to it because it feels weird 
to control the mouse with a, with a trackpad and you're not really sure exactly what the triggers are mapped to. If left trigger is left click, if right trigger is right click or, or vice versa, mm. takes a little bit of getting used to. Plus XCOM in particular, it's one of these games that have a very specific and official layout for, for the Steam controller. Because mm. it's like the official controller of, X- of XCOM 2, the Steam controller. And it has three different layouts. One for the geoscape, one for the tactical parts, and one for the menus. So, yeah. Essentially, what you have to, look, what you have to know to use it is that the right trackpad is the mouse, and the right trigger is the left click. <laughs> so with, mm. that, with that, you can play the game already. Right, right. So. Okay. Any other shortcuts that you may want to, like Overwatch button is uh, Y, and so on and so on. Overwatch button? Sorry, you just triggered something in my mind. It's high noon. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you've got, there's plenty of different buttons on the controller and, and, and ways of, of configuring it, so yeah. yeah. Even okay. if you don't like the official layout, you can remap it anytime, and you can remap it to any kind of key in the keyboard or any mouse button or even movements. Right. So it, it works nice. It's really, really configurable and customizable to, to your own needs. Cool. And, and, and as you mentioned earlier about using the sort of scrolling around, you're able mm-hmm. to quickly move and navigate around the tactical view quite well right. using that? Yeah. Cool. The, the weird thing, the thing that actually felt a, a little bit off for me was that the left stick, the only stick that the, the controller has, was the one that rotated the camera and moved up and down on building levels and such. Okay, elevation sort of Elevation, thing, yeah. yeah. And, and that, that took a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. But yeah, once I figured it out and, and I uh, got used to it, then yeah, everything was fine. It's really comfortable, really. Yeah, I can see if you're moving around with the right trackpad that it makes sense to have it there yeah. under the left thumb. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, it's, yeah. So right, right trackpad moves the cursor, the mouse, mm-hmm. and the left trackpad kind of pans the view through the map. Yeah. So you can you have absolute control with those with these two thumbs. You can move the map at any time, and yeah, you have the the fingers on the triggers. So it's like having a proper keyboard, proper mouse in your hands. Okay, it works so, well. So um, before you go and and look at the next game, yeah. uh, you as you've had experience playing. XCOM 2 with a with a traditional mouse and keyboard and then with the Steam controller uh which felt better to you would you would you recommend people to try the Steam controller when it comes to this style of game Well no if they can play it with keyboard and mouse I would recommend do stick to keyboard and mouse but if you're like me and you like to play your games from the couch while looking at the TV and you do not have access to your con- to your keyboard and mouse there mm. it's a perfect alternative so that's the reason why I play it because I like to play yeah. stuff on the couch and with Maggie sitting beside me and we which is both watch it and such. If I had to play with keyboard and mouse, I would have to play on on a separate room or something like that, and and it's just not as comfortable. It kind of breaks the the whole purpose. Yeah, or so, get some complex kind of lap board or you know wireless setup. So yeah, yeah. I, I would only recommend it as a replacement when you cannot use keyboard and mouse entirely. Okay, because okay. yeah, it's it's what it was designed for. You know, like keyboard and mouse. That's that's the way it works. Sure. Although I'm, yeah, exactly. I imagine there is some desire from Valve to to have this controller replace for for many people to replace keyboard and mouse. It works especially well with the Steam Link. You know, if if people right, actually yeah. bought the Steam Link and they have the computer on an on an entirely different floor or something. Yeah. So they they cannot really use keyboard and mouse there. 
Mm-hmm. So the Steam controller just works fantastic for that. It right, just replaces right. keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that that is the kind of audience that Valve is aiming for, I guess. People who who really who like to play their games but do not really have the the keyboard and mouse at all times, and they just want to play them from the comfort on of the couch. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what the Steam controller intends, and that's what it does. I mean, I wouldn't recommend using the Steam controller if you have a proper alternative, like for a game that that sure. that allows controllers just use the xbox controller and otherwise just use keyboard and mouse mm-hmm. okay right uh moving on i i tried a few more games see if see how they how it behaves sure yeah uh one of them was rocket league as mentioned before mm-hmm. it works also pretty well it, i mean hardly any difference from the xbox 360 controller but it's rocket league you don't really need any any mouse functions for that so. No, no. The the main draw, well, the main thing you need is you need to be able to look around mm-hmm. to know your place in the match, your place in the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and you you can do that by flicking the thumb through the right trackpad. That works fine, right? As well, okay. But yeah, because because you mostly use the Y button to lock into the ball cam and and mm-hmm. to the car cam, you don't really need that much. It's it's just like any other controller, to be honest. Sure, okay. But um. More games that I tried it to. I tried it a little bit with Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Really old DOS game, <laughs> point-and-click adventure game. Right. Uh, one that I recently completed uh, for, for documentation purposes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, that required a little bit more of uh, configuration because, for some reason, only with this game so far, when I press the, the central button, the Steam button, it does not open the configuration file or the configuration screen. So I had to do it from outside of the game and uh, map all the keys to the, to the keyboard keys that the game uses, which are really arbitrary. It's the I key, the F1 key, right. <laughs> the mouse, and, and, well, the verbs doesn't really matter because I, I always click on them anyway. But, yeah, once, once you get around that, it's, it's playable. It's fine. Okay. There is a little bit of, uh, to me at least, I'm really clumsy, and I have a little bit of trouble when you have to uh, fight with your fists on this game because this is no ordinary point-and-click adventure. There's also like some action scenes, okay. You have to uh, punch your way through, and uh, I would have done equally poorly with with the mouse. I mean, it's just <laughs> how I am. But yeah, you're supposed to take like small steps back and then small steps forward and then aim to which part of the enemy body you want to aim and then punch. It really strange and hmm. uh, and it was difficult. Timing was uh, not optimal for me and uh, I suck at that. <laughs> right. But yeah, <laughs> it didn't really prevent me from from enjoying the game. It, it's a really good game, even even though so many years have passed. This game has really really aged well and it makes for an awesome case of game design study. Mm. Which which I would like to to get back to um, at some other point at some other time. <clears throat> okay, um, and you've got this on Steam, right? Yep, I've got this on Steam. Okay, okay. Um, one thing that I now that you mentioned that one thing that I noticed on the Steam controller is that it does not really require Steam to work. So the Steam can, controller itself, right? Yeah, the Steam controller itself. You can just turn it on without having Steam turned on or opened. Mm-hmm. And you can just control the mouse with the right trackpad and right trigger for clicking. You can operate your computer from there. Okay. Have you tried it with any games on Uplay or Origin or um, 
Not quite yet. Battle.net, have you tried Overwatch? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite yet, but it's, it's on my list. It's something that I would like to try at some point. Sure. See how, how accurate I have to be or how precise it is. But yeah, right now, all I have done with that is trying these games on Steam and uh, some random browsing from, from the couch, like opening uh, Google Chrome, uh, opening YouTube and try to search for something there. If you click the left stick at any time, it, it, prompts, it pops up a, a virtual keyboard for you. Okay. Yeah. type at any point in windows you don't have to be on steam for that you just click it and, and it opens mm-hmm. but but yeah it's not very comfortable to type on that so no it's only to use as a last resort i would say sure have you tried um before you move on to your next game have you tried any racing games with it um other than rocket league no right. not yet yeah. um okay. I, to be honest i don't have many racing games on my computer to be honest i'm thinking about it yeah i'm just thinking the, uh, about the quality of the triggers themselves the triggers are pretty good. I mean, they have two positions. One of them, when you're, while you're squeezing them, that counts as one position of, or one button press. Mm-hmm. And when you press it for the way, it clicks, and that is a different position. So you can map it to two different buttons. Okay. For okay. example, let, let's think Call of Duty, all right? Some, some people would prefer to have the aim to hold the button instead of, like, uh, toggling it. Yeah. So if you press the trigger lightly, it would aim, and if you press it all the way, it fires. Okay, yeah. And it's uh, it's not like the PS2 buttons where it's really difficult to see if you're pressing it low or if you're pressing it all the way in. Right, this yes, is, yes. This is very clearly two different positions, very easy to distinguish, and uh, it's it works well on that. Mm-hmm. So Okay, okay. Cool. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, moving on, I... Other game that I tried for an extensive period of time would be uh, Aviary Attorney, which I talked about in yes, some yes. previous podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, back then I only played it for like 10 minutes or, or 15 minutes, so I didn't really have a lot of time of experience playing the game okay. to talk about it. But now I have clocked in like three or four hours in, and uh, I, I like it very much. I really do. <laughs> this is the played? one with the weird... Um what was it weird art, like classical? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to recall. It has this uh, kind of like drawn by pens or something like that. Right. Uh, then it's very rustic, all like if it was drawn on parchment, really cool. Ah, yes. Okay, I remember now. So yeah, all the all the uh, protagonists and all the characters in this game are animals with mm-hmm. human bodies. Only the head <laughs> is like animals. And it feels really weird because you see like uh, a fox with a big hat and everything and it has human hands and feet and and it kind of yeah it's a a bit creepy (laughs) but at some point and and then looking at the other way it's it's also quite interesting to see that approach you know yeah and um did you play by any chance any of the ace attorney games of yeah a small amount of the original actually yeah so i i i understand what so you know, on. yeah, you know the the basic premise of investigating, investigate, then, then trial, yeah, yeah. Well, Aviary Attorney basically is based on the same premise, okay, but it's it's with a with a light twist. So you've got your case, you've there is a murder or whatever you are in charge of defending, and um, all the information you get is that in one week you have the trial, you have to do all your investigation by then. Okay. So um, there are some places that you can visit, 
when when you're looking at the at the region map because it's it's all uh, set in Paris in the 19th century. So you see the map of Paris in the 19th century, and there are some locations that have a a clock besides the icon. Yeah, and that means that once you visit when you visit that location and you finish your investigation there, a day will pass. Okay, okay. So, so you know you know you're gonna. Uh, you know, get closer to the to the deadline if you go there, right? And uh, it can happen, and it probably will happen that you reach the trial day and you do not have enough evidence, or you do not have enough evidence to like uh, get the best ending possible. You know, right? This is something that I I really did not expect, and uh, something that I actually welcome, oddly. <laughs> Because hmm. it, it throws in a little bit more replayability, you know. Um, yesterday, for example, I finished one of these cases. And um, at some point, I managed to absolve my, my client from his guilt. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I knew who the killer was. I knew what I needed. But I did not have the evidence with me to present it. Right. And so the killer walked free as well. Okay. So... Yeah, that's really cool that it it's not a um just an outright failure. You you yeah. can continue. Like games have done this. There's some it's, recent examples of games that have done this, but yeah, it's interesting in this format of like a trial where it's just it's, that yeah. one case and the the story can move on and and it will change the eventual outcome of the the entire story, I guess, but yeah. It's yeah, cool. it's like a bittersweet uh, ending to this case because mm. yeah, you know that the killer is walking free and who knows, maybe it will appear at some point in the future in another case or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I see that there are um the game seems to have four different cases. But what I've seen in the episode list is that case 4 has three branches. So okay. uh-huh. case 4 A, B and C. Mhm. I am guessing that based on the endings that you've got on the previous cases, you will get one or the other. Yeah, you'll start on a different track going into the fourth case. Yeah. Maybe so, yes. Huh. And so I'm really looking forward to see what this game um, shows me. And even if I actually get the worst ending, because that seems what I'm going for right now, mm. uh, I really, really will play it again. And I'm going to make like more efficient use of my time and get enough evidence and get uh, proper proper investigation done because i remember i remember dilly-dallying a little bit here and there because i didn't know i didn't know what to look and i was like okay i have three days maybe if i visit this this place again i will get more evidence and it's like nope there's nothing new sure so yeah just wasted a day so you bring that knowledge in the second time and be be more efficient it it, it would be interesting to see if the second time through is just a breeze because you just have a good idea of where to go or or whether there's still enough mystery in there to you know, improve, but maybe not even get the the best ending the second time round, and and you know, keep chipping away at it over time. Well, who knows? For all I know, maybe the second time that I go through it, there is a breeze at, until the point that I reach, and then I manage to unmask the killer. All right. And and then at some point on this very same timeline, it just happens that the killer was only a pansy, and someone else is the real killer, and I don't have enough evidence, and I get a different ending. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows how many possibilities this game has and how many endings these, each one of the cases has. Sure. So I'm guessing that the optimal ending will require full efficiency from your side to get all the evidence to question the right people. Right. To get the favor of the jury on your side and, yeah, all that jazz. Cool. 
Are you going to yeah. be sticking with it then? Yeah, I'm going to be sticking with it. And, and it's, it's also really pleasant to play and, and the music is great. It's just classical pieces that have been inserted to relate each one of the characters. And, uh, it just sounds really good. I mean, I, I may even buy the soundtrack just for myself anyway. It's, it's, I can recommend it. If you like the Ace Attorney games, you will definitely love Aviary Attorney. Cool. And, uh, if you don't, I recommend you that you give it a look anyway. Sure. But you, um, well, I'd imagine that these days a, a PC with the ability to play a game of this, you know, fidelity is probably more accessible than than getting a DS or something like that to play an Ace Attorney game. So, would you recommend people if they if they are interested or, you know, if this sounds interesting to them that they go with Avia Attorney, Attorney over an Ace Attorney game? Um, I think Ace Attorney games are superior so far. Okay. Cuz uh, the the plot lines and the mysteries are a lot more intricate and deep within sure. within Ace Attorney, and there are more locations and there are more characters. And uh, in Aviary Attorney, everything happens in Paris, and the characters are more or less the same. Like they appear from one case to another, yeah. so you kind of know them already. Sure. But uh, Ace Attorney is like a new mystery every time, and there's five games already of Ace Attorney to choose from. But the game Ace Attorney itself is really accessible. In any way. I mean, you can get the original in DS, but I think the best bet to get it right now, you can get a smartphone copy of the uh, original trilogy in HD for 15 bucks. Oh, okay. All right. So you've got one, two, and three there. And then the fourth is exclusive to the DS. And then the fifth has been released on the 3DS and on mobiles and iPads. And I don't know if Android as well. Right. Okay. But yeah, I do recommend that anyone anyone who has not played Ace Attorney, do that. Please <laughs> do that. Because they are wonderful games. I cannot attest to this. Uh, it's, just, it, it, it's one of those games that changed my, my way of being, of, of seeing point-and-click adventure games and kept me entire nights without sleeping because <laughs> I was just this close to solve the mystery. Nice. So yeah. Cool. Thanks for that, Bob. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I, I should probably fill that gap in my in my uh, gaming history. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I only, I only played a, a short amount of time, and I, I don't think it was my own copy. Uh, I think the closest. I think Ghost Trick um, is very Dengar different. Rumpa, maybe. Ga- yeah, Danganronpa is probably the closest in terms of investigation followed by trial, mm-hmm. and I just love how crazy that game is. But yeah. Uh, Something around the same period of time that I played was Ghost Trick. Uh, oh, Ghost Trick was also really, really good. It's yeah. also been remastered for mobiles. Oh, well. nice. Okay. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. They had the, they broke it up into episodes, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. And another one that I can vividly recommend. <laughs> yeah. I'd recommend that one based on mm-hmm. the few hours I played. All right. If you, if you do play it, just let me know because I would like to know your, your impressions and on each one of the cases and. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It so sounds like the kind of game that you could, you would want to discuss with someone who's played it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so we'll move over to, to something I've been playing. Um, it's not something new. Uh, it's Hitman, mm-hmm. but there are some new, uh, elements of the game that we've not previously discussed, uh, which I've discovered this week. Um, so, well, the fourth elusive target was, was this, this past week. Uh, which was less than a week before, uh, 
uh, since the third one. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a, that was my, my most successful hit so far. It was, it was uh, really impressive. And <laughs> I th- that, all, that was all to do with the setting. It was based in Paris, which was the first location for the game. So I knew that much better than I knew Sapienza. Uh, so I, I kind of had a good way of getting in. Uh, I used the explosive duck. <laughs> uh, again, I should probably, um, diversify my my uh my killing methods but uh i think we'll we'll get there so um the game has a different like it's like got a mastery system so it's got a mastery level per location so the more you play and the more challenges you complete in that location the more starting locations and uh equipment you can carry in so that will open up the different options that you have for for you know planning a mission so for example the the thing that we've been using the most the the pale duck which is this uh rubber duck that you put down um and attracts it doesn't it doesn't make any noise but if someone sees it they will pick it up and put it in their pocket which oh. is um which is perfect and i should probably try something clever like uh putting it in a security guard's pocket on his patrol if I know he's going to go through a door to converse with my target or something. So then I don't even have to work out how to get through security or anything like that. Mm. That sounds like the perfect uh, way of utilizing that, that piece of equipment. Yeah. Uh, usually I've just thrown it at someone and then stood back and, and detonated it with a remote uh, shortly after. But yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty of variety to have in that, in that one piece of equipment. And that is a pre-order bonus. Oh. Uh, so quite, quite <laughs> lucky that I pre-ordered the game before it came out. You have a bit of an advantage. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as you progress mastery level on each stage, uh, your overall level will, will unlock different equipment. So, um, I've been playing this week and I now have the ability to start a mission with, um, lethal poison. Mm hmm. Uh, which I can spike someone's drink with and, you know, spike the target's drink and, and, and kill them that way. Whereas before I'd have to find that piece of equipment somewhere in the level. So I'd have to, you know, research and, yeah. and run through the level to figure out where everything is. Yeah, I but, see. Um, and the mode that I've been spending most of my time with, apart from the, the elusive targets, is escalation mode. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this one before, Bob. No, no. It's, that's pretty new to me. Cool. So... um there are six, I think around six different escalation levels f- for each, um, for each, uh, location. And there are three locations out there right now. And, uh, the first, the first, uh, one of these levels could be, uh, kill the, kill the cook in the cafe. And, uh, you complete that one and you get level two for that, for that escalation. And level two is, um, You've got to kill the cook and you've got to hide his body se- uh, like securely within 90 seconds. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. And then uh, it goes all the way up to level five where I had to kill the cook, kill his, uh, kill one of his staff, uh, hide his, hide the bodies within 90 seconds, um, not knock anyone out, like not knock any non-targets out. Uh, or even knock the main targets out. I had to immediately kill them, which means I can't like, um, put them to sleep, then drag them somewhere. I have to 
like kill them where they stand. And the final uh, complication, they call these complications as they start escalating up, mm-hmm. um, is that there are tripwires around Sapienza uh, that if you trip will blow up. And so Whoa. the the door that I had been using for the f- previous four levels, of course, that was the one <laughs> that was trip uh, trip wired. So as soon as I um, picked this lock and got in, I just blew up. I was like, okay, the thing that I've been doing for four <laughs> levels, I now have to avoid and I have to find another way to do it whilst doing the other four requirements, uh, which are very if, difficult. Do you know if this door was pre-designed to be tripped yeah, or, is, pretty, or did it just react to your no, previous I'm pr- attempts? I'm pretty sure it was pre-designed because I'd found like the optimal way to get in. Ah. Uh, so I, it, I had to do something a bit more risky uh, ended up finding another door that I could get through, but it was in a location that was way, way more open. Uh, and I, the way I had it down, the sec, after I'd killed the first target, I had to very quickly and efficiently hide his body and then get out the back door, mm-hmm. uh, to kill, uh, the other target who was on a smoke break. And so he, he was in the alleyway shortly after the first target had been hit. Uh, if I was, too late he would have left and gone out into the open and it would have been minutes before i had the same opportunity yeah um so i had to and and the back door was also wired so (laughs) i had to i had to go through the front the complete front door where everyone was looking so i had to wait for them to be turned around so i could pick the lock to not Uh arouse uh, suspicion and then get out the same door and run around the back uh and yeah so that that sort of five gradients of the same level, there are six of those per th- the three locations. So there's plenty of, of stuff to get into. And there's, there was one where, um, I had to kill the target, but before leaving, I had to hack a laptop, which was in a very difficult to get location and takes 30 seconds to, um, to hack. I've got to be stood at the laptop for 30 seconds. 30 straight, seconds. That's all, which is a long time if you haven't studied the, the guard patterns. So you've got to be you've got to study and really learn the levels and it, this mode more than any other mode really teaches you to hone your craft because you can sloppily just kill the first guy with whatever weapon you've got. But then when it says you've got to do it stealthily or you've got to hide his body or you've got to not arouse suspicion um, or you've got to do it with a certain weapon is what I imagine they're going to start laying on. Um, that's where it really teaches you or, you know, requires that you play it properly (laughs) rather than just throwing a duck down someone's throat (laughs) this reminds me this is the same case that you had about killing someone while setting him on fire right yeah that was awesome that was one of my favorite um, (laughs) scenarios so yeah um, that was that was random (laughs) so that was that was the um once we'd done elusive target four on the stream uh bob you and maggie hung around uh so we we took on some random uh mission and that is an escalation yeah so um, imagine that scenario, but with five additional complications on top of that. I cannot. <laughs> uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to give it a go. Uh, yeah, we'd, we would have to give it a go, maybe to do some escalation stream or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, it does sound like a lot of fun. Because, yeah, you guys will be, you know, identifying, yeah, providing intel uh, in snare quotes um, to, to you know, figure out different ways or, you know, what's the best way of doing this. Um, but, yeah, that's... That's just opened up another area of, of Hitman that um, is just incredible. And just, um, I think it might bump it up my game of the year list a few. 
okay. just as a package and and we're we're not even halfway through the amount of content being released so they're being very steady with the content releases i'm really really happy with that yeah they they're slowing down on the unique locations because they they gave us paris followed by sapienza followed by marrakesh uh very quickly i think they were in a, about a month of each other uh and then they started laying on the the elusive targets regularly so we had four of them um and then now personally having discovered the escalation mode that's keeping me coming back to this game um often like every every few days i want to come back and and i feel improvements and i'm unlocking more equipment so the next elusive target we could have 10 different pieces of equipment to to choose from uh to go into the to the mission with mm-hmm. uh so the other main mode before before we just look ahead at what's coming up for hitman uh there's a contracts mode which we've not really gone into and that is community made so i can go in and say okay my my challenge to the rest of the community is you need to kill this uh npc and you need to do it with this disguise on and with uh using this weapon so people have come up with very creative setups for that that uh extend the level of difficulty far beyond uh what the what the developer has already got in place hmm. uh, i'm not quite brave enough to to go through that uh just yet i'm gonna probably spend some more time with the escalation mode wait for some of the more uh for some of the other locations to come available before spending some time with contracts mode but i definitely want to have experienced the whole package because i think this is a really well crafted game yeah um so let's let's look ahead uh, at what's coming up. So they've announced that uh, in about a month's time, on the nineteenth of July, they're releasing the summer bonus episode. Uh, it's not a new location, but it is a twist on two of the three locations that we've already got. So Sapienza is becoming some kind of sci-fi film movie set, Whoa. Um, which is going to introduce like new uh, changes to the environment. Uh, and it's going to become a, a new location in its own right with its own escalations, its its own location for use uh, for elusive targets and so on. And they're doing a similar thing for Marrakesh where they're turning it into some kind of nightclub location. Um, <laughs> so that, you know, it's going to change the vibe of the level entirely. Yeah. And it's going to change the kind of NPCs you see around, the layouts of Even though of it's the people. same location, it completely changes the the situation. Yeah, just the whole vibe and, and the challenges and, and what you knew, like the guard patrols that you knew are completely out the window and yeah, it's they no it's, longer it's pretty much as good as releasing us uh releasing a new a whole new location for us. Mm-hmm. Um so that sounds really interesting and that's in about a month's time. I imagine there'll be a few elusive targets between now and then. Um and before the year's end, we're going to see... So this is kind of like the summer break, and it's halfway through the release schedule. Uh, they're going to release three more locations before the end. Wow. Before uh, the end of the year? Before the end... Well, that, that's where I think they call it a close, and they say, now we're releasing our, our physical edition that will come with the six locations, the summer bonus stuff, uh, and all, all the content that they've released thus far. Uh-huh. Uh, but I could see them probably continuing on uh, either calling it Hitman Two or like you know some some kind of sequel, hitting the reset button, uh, so that they can release another package uh, one year later or something like that. But yeah. they're giving us um, Thailand, 
United States and Japan. Oh, Japan! Yeah, wow. Japan. So, <laughs> personally excited for that last one. But yeah, <laughs>、um, they just sound all very different from from the first lo- three locations. And Paris, Sapienza, and Marrakesh all feel very different. Like、uh, I showed you Marrakesh the other day, and just the density of the population on that level is so different from the other two. Where Sapienza is kind of a, a sleepy coastal town in Italy, and Paris is like an、yeah. event. There's something specific going on. It's not just people going about their lives. So, from what I saw of Marrakesh, it was very overwhelming. I mean, there was、yeah. so much people. Yeah, yeah,、incredible. it's very interesting. It's very yeah, interesting, yeah. and it's and it's if you look at just the the scale compared to the other two locations, it's pretty huge. Yeah. Although, having said that, when we did that third elusive target, the、uh, the prince、yeah. in in the church in Sapienza, I'd not even. Realized that there was this side street leading down to the to the harbor with the with the church there. That was like half or maybe a third of the the landmass of that level that I just not exploited whatsoever.、Uh, so they've got they've just created these little game worlds with incredible level design that that just goes beyond what I what I see coming out of other of other games. Of recent times, I think Doom is the only thing that's really impressed me in terms of its level design in the last in the last few years. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, there's just loads of landmass for them to exploit with different、uh, targets and escalations going forward.、Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's going to be much like some other titles that we're we're coming back to this year, like coming back to regularly. This one's going to be. That for me, and I'm looking forward to doing more streams with with you guys.、Uh, and I'm I hope you have enjoyed what we've been doing so far. Yeah, I definitely have. So everyone else listening, you should definitely tune out whenever or tune in rather. Please tune in, yeah, tune <laughs> yeah, <out. laughs> tune in. Sorry, my bad. English.、Uh. So whenever whenever we go live with Hitman, you should definitely tune in and,、yeah. and check out. The shenanigans we do, because because it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I'm not. I I can't say that you'll learn anything.、Uh, you probably won't. Probably Unless, not. But uh, it's it can be quite funny. We we set a man on fire last time. <laughs> yeah. Unless Tom spots some random trivia, which he often does. Yes, actually, the, my favorite. <laughs> despite how stressed I was during that stream with four people, uh, trolling me for a good hour. Uh, it was very very funny to uh. To just have you guys chattering away in the background whilst I'm trying to concentrate on、uh, on killing killing a, a pope. Yep. <laughs>、uh, or a cardinal. Sorry, it was a cardinal. Cardinal. Yeah. yeah.、Um, cool. Uh, that's our hitman、uh, right. minute for for this week.、Uh, did you want to just talk a little bit about Here's the Storm? That's been. Yes, yeah. That's just been, very、uh, briefly. Yeah.、Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Because there's really not. Much to say as of now, because I I、uh, managed to convince the group last week to play some rounds together. Right, it's a game that we have been. I, I haven't. I have already played it before, and I am not a regular because I haven't played it for a long time. But I I played it for a while, and、um, I finally managed to get into some games with Earl, with Stu, and with Hutch, and with Maggie. It took us a long time to find a game because apparently, if you are in a group of five and you're not ranked, you take ages to find a game.、It、took、right. us maybe like twelve minutes. Yikes! I was I was streaming that, but I decided to stop the stream because it was mostly a menu screen and it、yeah. was not very fun to watch. <laughs> Plus, we were really bad and we had <laughs> really really <laughs> erect. <laughs> so.、Um, 
the impressions that the, the team had were satisfactory. I mean, Stu had already played it before and he liked it very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, Earl just discovered it then. And he, um, from what he tells me at least, he's been looking at videos and guides ever since and he's getting uh, more and more into the game. <laughs> he he plays it rather often, just logging in, having a quick game, checking the, the daily quests, which is a really, really nice way of keeping you reeled in. Mm. And uh, Hush, I don't think it's his cup of tea, but I think he had some fun just playing with us. I don't know if he would play by himself, but sure. yeah, I mean, it, it's he had fun, but yeah, maybe maybe not his uh, his main choice. Sure, and, again, and um, and I've not had a, I've not taken the time to to join you guys just yet, but um, which is also true. But yeah, if you already manifested that it's not exactly your favorite genre anyway. Um, well, it's just nothing. It's just not something I've spent much time with before, and. Uh, and I, I I appreciate that it's that it, it's probably a good game, uh, and I will spend some time to to try and understand it. Uh, I think I I ran through the tutorials at one point uh, a few months back, um, but it's not a it's not yeah exactly it's not the kind of genre that I'm interested in, um, like just naturally. Uh, yeah, but, com- compared to a racing game or, or a shooter, but that that is fine. I mm. mean, you have your favorite genres. I have mine, and uh, yeah, this this MOBA genre is not really one of my favorites. But mm. Heroes of the Storm kind of flipped that way, right, for me. So that's why I do encourage you to at least have a few games with me or sure. with someone else. No, it sounds to good. See, to see if it, if it actually clicks for you. If it doesn't, that's also fine. Sure, but but yeah. Uh, would be would be interesting to see your impressions, mm-hmm. but yeah. In any way, we had a few games, we had some fun, and um, we, we're planning to keep playing it and maybe streaming it in the future. Okay. And uh, for anyone who's listening, if you listened before the the twenty eighth of June, um, they just announced that from the twenty fourth of June until the twenty eighth, the whole roster of I think it's forty two heroes Jesus. is going to be available for free to play. Right. So you can try the, whichever hero. What's the normal setup then? The normal setup is that every week you have six heroes to choose from. Okay. Between six and nine, I think. I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly how many they are, but yeah, it varies every week and it changes. And um, you have from from the the roster of free to play heroes, you have those when you start the game from level one. Mm-hmm. You have those, um, let's say eight. I don't know how many, but let's say from those eight, you would have six because the other two are unlocked the more you progress into your player level. Okay. So it's like six, let's call it vanilla heroes Mm -hmm. and two additional uh, uh, high level or higher level because it's not really that much. Maybe it's level 12 or 15 that you need to unlock them all. Sure. But yeah. And... um, if you like one of those heroes, those th- that rotation is for you to try them out and see if you are comfortable with them and such. If you like them, you can either buy them with real money mm-hmm. or you can grind some gold, which is the in-game currency. You will get some by participating in games, by completing daily quests or events or even leveling up sure. with, with their characters and with your player level. And you can you can purchase them for free without spending real money with them. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you you have your choice. You have like a very big roster to choose from. You try a hero. You say, ah, this one I really like. So you start saving up for that for that character, and uh, you eventually buy it, and you you get your main, so sure. to speak. Okay. 
That's interesting. Then, yeah, yeah. I, I, I vaguely recollect that bit as being the, the setup, but it's very interesting to have such a large uh, roster of characters to, to rotate between. Um, how many would you say you've you've tried over over your time with the game? Um, um, 30, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I have missed a few patches, so I know for a fact that at least six of them I have not tried. Mm. So the, the latest... The latest six patches, except for Tracer, because Tracer came in with my Overwatch pre-order. Right. Yes, of course. Uh, have you tried that? W- uh, I remember there being one that was controlled with two players. I have. Yes, I have it. Um, oh, okay. I own that because when it when it was released, uh, there was an event of uh, yeah, okay, so people who went to BlizzCon would get this this hero for free, mm-hmm. and uh, if those people who went to BlizzCon and got this hero played with friends their friends would also unlock the hero and it would mm. go viral, you know? So oh, if, wow. you, if you own the hero, you play with a friend and then you unlock it together and such. Okay. So I got, I had a friend that went to BlizzCon and, and shared the hero with me and we played three games. You had to win, win three games as this character in order to unlock it. Right. Which was no easy task. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's super fun to play, but it's really complicated because one of you is the one moving around in the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one is the one that has to like attack and use the the skills differently, and and there are some skills that require both of your attention to yeah. to just directing it or yeah yeah because there is a skill that the one who moves let's say he rolls a bomb yeah and the other the other player has to detonate it so hmm. yeah otherwise the, the the bomb will roll away and it will not detonate <laughs> unless the other player just hits a button. Right. So you have to pay attention. If you if you see that the other player, the player who's moving, throws a bomb like that, you have to pay attention where where you want to detonate it and then hit it. Mm. And it's very very easy to forget. <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely something unique. I would recommend everyone to try. If you if you play Heroes of the Storm, this this hero is definitely something else. But I think the 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 offer of sharing this hero is no longer active. So sure. only people who already own it can play it and it's i think it costs ten thousand gold to unlock him or at least one of the heads right but yeah anyway heroes of the storm um we're playing it we will continue playing it we look forward to play it some more maybe stream it and um, at some point i would say maybe even making some sort of ranked team or something uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> i don't know that will take us very very long time because the right. requirements are pretty high but until so, then, yeah. until then, we're just the only plan is to have fun. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll definitely join you guys for a, for a few. Get my yeah. get my bearings. I would like that. Yes. Cool. All right. Great. Thanks for joining me today, Bob. Yeah. No um, problem. Yeah, we'll call that a wrap. Uh, yeah, if you want to, if you guys are listening, want to send us a question or a suggestion for any of the games we've been playing, maybe you've got some. Uh, comments about the steam controller then uh yeah because i i'm guessing that my explanation was not very clear so if you have any particular question hit us yeah or or like something that you'd like to get our uh opinions on like playing with a certain game that that's also something we can do we can farm bob out to do that yep (laughs) no yeah i I offer myself to do that there you go uh yeah let us know podcast at goplaythat.com or over on twitter at goplaythat and we've been rob and bob uh, that's it for another week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
Yeah. 